Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today on the show, I'm excited to interview Alyssa Richard. Alyssa is a friend of mine and she's the founder of RateHub.ca. RateHub is a great website that I use quite frequently for looking at their great um, mortgage calculators, looking at when I'm evaluating different investment opportunities and investment properties. Uh, They have some great calculators there on ratehub.ca. It's also a great place, of course, to see what's happening in the mortgage market in Canada and to shop around for the best possible rates if you are looking for a mortgage. So we'll get to that interview in, uh, in a minute here. But before we do that, just to touch on a couple of things that are in the news lately. So I'll include links to these in the show notes for this episode. The show notes for this episode can be found at truecondos.com slash Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A. And uh, there you can find the links to these articles. So the first article headline is in the National Post from a uh, recently in the article is Vancouver being transformed by new wave of brash, rich Asians looking for a safe place to park their cash. Um, interesting title in itself. Um, uh, so obviously this article is about Vancouver, but it could potentially be similar article written about Toronto, perhaps. Um, the article is actually referring to a few different things. One of it is apparently there's some new TV show, which is... Um, called Ultra Rich Asian Girls, which uh, is just a ridiculous title, but uh, some kind of reality, Desperate Housewives uh, of Atlanta or whatever type of a show. Um, so I haven't seen the show, but uh, uh, interesting article about Chinese money coming into Vancouver and obviously a similar story, uh, similar pattern we're seeing in Toronto, and um, just another reason why the future of the uh, real estate market in big Canadian cities um, will continue to go up. There's just a lot of money coming into our cities from around the world, so you basically have two choices. You can throw your hands up in the air and say, you know, this is a bad thing, and, uh, you know, it's a type of xenophobia. These people from other countries are ruining our our country or real estate market or whatever, or you can get off your butt and you can participate in the market and you can um, take advantage of the prices that we do have today. So that looking back, you know, 10, 20 years from now, you can say, well, I'm glad I'm, I I jumped in and I I didn't stick my head in the sand like some other people did. So I'll leave a link to that article there in the show notes. Uh, Interesting uh, enough there, the title says it all, ultra rich Asian girls. Um, the second article I wanted to include a link to is actually also from the National Post, and it's called uh, about the South Core neighborhood in Toronto, which is the area around the uh, Air Canada Centre. It's sort of south of the rail tracks, um, between the rail tracks, more or less, and the lake. Um, and uh, there's sort of a mini financial district that's come up there over the past few years, a very happening neighborhood you have. Um, ICE condominiums, those are coming up for completion now. Of course, you have Harbor Plaza, you have the Infinity Towers, you have Maple Leaf Square. Um, You could probably extend it a little bit out towards um, the Pinnacle Towers there. 
And anyways, the, the headline of this article is Meet SoCo, Toronto's mini Manhattan, the neighborhood that condos built. So it's very interesting to look at how this neighborhood has really sprung from nothing over the past decade into a major high-rise neighborhood, uh, sort of a new financial district. Many major employers are moving their uh, headquarters there, most notably and most recently RBC. Delta Hotels uh, opened up a massive uh, like 50-story hotel there, which is getting a lot of attention right now. Apparently, it's completely full all the time. And um, coming up this year, if you're interested in the South Core neighborhood, um, a little bit east of there, but sort of part of that area, uh, Daniel's Waterfront. That's a very interesting project that I'll be certainly um, talking more about in episodes to come. Daniel's Waterfront is coming out in 2015. That's a project to watch. It's located at Jarvis and Queens Key, right across the street from the large Loblaws there. Um, on the site of the government uh, nightclub, which will be torn down, and there will be a mixed-use community built on that site, um, from what I'm told. Details are, are scarce at this point, but uh, I'm very excited about that. Obviously, I have a lot of uh, history with working with Daniels and a big fan of what Daniels does, uh, especially in Regent Park, as many people know. I've been talking about that and, and investing there and helping people invest there for many years. So um, anyways, this article just talks about the the South Core neighborhood and, and it's a great little piece if you don't know too much about the area to learn a little bit more about it and how it's come along in the past few years. So I will include a link to that also in the show notes, truecondos.com slash Alyssa. You can find the show notes for this episode. All right. So without further ado, let's get to my interview with Alyssa Richard of ratehub.ca. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Alyssa Richard. Alyssa is the founder of RateHub.ca. Alyssa, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Andrew. So why don't we start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how and why you created the website RateHub.ca. So I founded RateHub five years ago, January 2010, and that was about two years after I graduated university. I was in a very corporate role, uh, learning a ton, but just wasn't passionate and enjoying it, which was a weird thing for me. Um, So just knew I wanted to do something entrepreneurial, and this idea came along, and I just sort of went for it. Um, How did it, it, uh, what was the genesis of the idea? I was curious to hear other entrepreneurs, like what... What was that trigger point that uh, that started the whole thing? I had some um, friends that were in the space, so they were selling mortgages and had seen other websites like this. There was one in the market at the time, um, and so they were using the site and saw firsthand how successful it was and how much they were spending on it each month. Um, and so they were talking about the idea, and then I started looking into it, and there were about three publicly traded companies in the States doing it, but only one fairly small company in Canada. Uh, so it seemed like there was you know, an established, successful marketplace and not a ton of competition in Canada at the time and a nice business model in place. Um, and I could see a pathway to you know, launching and earning revenue from the beginning, which is very exciting in web-based businesses. 
Um, and at the time, it seemed like I didn't, I'd never built a website before, so I naively thought that, you know, it was something really easy you could whip together in a couple of months and then put the site up, buy some Google AdWords, and the rest would be history. Um, it's turned out that it's gone very well, but it was a lot longer and harder journey, journey than I could have predicted. So what were some of the challenges you faced along the way, especially in their, or your first year or two? I mean, I think when you start out, you always think it's about the website and the features. And so you spend, you know, it took me, I think I launched in July of 2010. So I'd spent six or seven months getting the site already, tinkering on features. You know, I remember the day before we launched, I was calling my developers and saying, get ready to increase the bandwidth on our servers. So many people are going to come. And then you launch and no one comes. Um, right. <laughs> Like you thought the milestone, you're hitting the milestone and you realize that. Uh, it's just the first step. Exactly. So I think acquiring customers, right? It's the same in any business, whether you're looking at real estate or mortgages or a, a website focused on mortgages. It was all about how are we going to get customers to the website. What's the best part about being an entrepreneur for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um for me, I think it's a couple of things. I do love creating and building, and so I find it amazing to have a tangible product like a website and comparison tools and calculators. I love you know, bringing up my notepad and sketching and building what I think is missing in the marketplace. That's very rewarding. Um, working in a cross-functional team and building that team, so we've got you know, developers who are brilliant coders, totally different skill set than our marketing and writing team, which is different than our product development team and our sales team. Um, and so working across functional team, it's incredibly challenging because sometimes personalities uh, clash or, you know, you don't necessarily understand why it's taking the developers two months to launch something and the developers don't understand why the salespeople just promise our clients everything without asking them first. Um, but when you get all of these experts in one room and working on a team, what you can build is so much more beyond what you could have ever done on your own. And I find that incredibly rewarding. And then I guess finally just control over my schedule and my life. Like I think I probably work the same hours as I would if I was in a corporate job, but it's a little more flexible. So if I want to go for two, away for two weeks, I can. And if things are crazy, I don't mind working um, really long long hours. That's great. Um, what are some of the features that make RateHub unique? Because as you said, there there's a, f a few other competitors and similar sites in the market. What makes RateHub unique? Uh, good question. I think it's, it's interesting because we make all of our revenue is driven by people using our comparison tools, finding a rate, and then connecting with a broker. But a lot of the reason that people come to our site and find those comparison charts in the first place are our tools and education. So we often find that we have a customer that was recommended by a friend because they thought our videos about land transfer tax and CMHC insurance were super helpful. Or people that continue to come back because our calculator is one of the only ones I've seen that includes CMHC insurance, shows land transfer tax, and shows different options for down payments. Um, and so I think we've done a really good job at education-based marketing. 
we're very transparent. We try to inform the user and give them as much as possible, and that builds trust and, and keeps them coming back. Um, and one of the things that we do to test our brand is I'll actually use the Google Keyword Tool, and I'll type in ratehub.ca or ratehub, see how many people are searching it. Um, and by far, when I compare that to our competitors, there's the most searches in Google for our brand, which I think is really awesome. Great, yeah. So you've you you started you certainly see the fruits of your labor in the sense that your brand is has become known in the market. It's not just a place to, like you said, just to look at numbers, but it's actually a place to get education and information about all the things surrounding purchasing a home from the financial side. Yeah, and I just I brought up the keyword tool because I think it's a great way for people to test their brand. Um, you know, so you can type in searches for your name versus some of your competitors or other real estate agents. Um, that operate in the pre-construction space. That's great. Definitely a tool that I've, I've used as well. Um, how can, specifically, how can condo investors benefit from RateHub? I, I think a couple of different ways. We definitely, so in our education center, we have a section focused on condos. So that's always a great place to start. Um, through our blog, you know, searching condos or pre-construction condos, you can find out more information. Um, and then obviously, you know, a number of people purchasing pre-construction are choosing to do so as an investment. So I think, you know, running their numbers with the most accurate market rates is probably the most valuable section of RateHub. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you other than the fact that, um, you know, we're friends is that, uh, I use your calculators on your site all the time. There's a really simple, quick, easy to use calculators for, quickly finding out what are your, what are your monthly costs going to be on different properties uh, as an investor. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think it is interesting. I think the calculators are really simple. Sometimes we get feedback that upon first glance they're too complex because um, I think, you know, if you visit TD's calculator, it's literally just you enter in mortgage amount and it spits out payment. Um, so ours are kind of in between. We've tried to make them super intuitive, but then jam-pack a lot of information in. Um, but once you start to become familiar with CMHC insurance and land transfer tax, I can't imagine not having those things as part of a calculator. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you really, I mean, you got to have the full picture, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know you're not a mortgage broker, obviously you, you don't sell mortgages yourself, but you know, in the space that you're in, what are some of the mortgage trends that you're seeing this year in 2014 in the market in general? One of the most interesting ones has been the move to more local rates. So what we've been seeing is our brokers. So we have about 45 brokers that list on the website, and they've started to ask us to be able to list different rates in different cities. It used to be the case that they would come on, post a rate Ontario-wide and not need to discriminate at all, but I think two things are happening. First, some smaller credit unions are coming out with very competitive rates, and credit unions have different restrictions, so they can only lend within certain regions based on the presence of branches. Okay. And then secondly, because property prices are different in the various cities, and obviously Toronto and Ontario, one of, if not the highest, brokers can offer lower rates and get a smaller commission percentage because the home prices are so high. And so we're seeing that some brokers, while they could offer a rate and cut their commission lower in Toronto, they may not be able to do that in Ottawa. 
So I think for people, I mean, most of the pre-construction purchases are going to be happening in Toronto. And so the takeaway there is that I think rates are getting even more competitive in Toronto, which is great for the buyer. Absolutely. Um, the uh, What are you seeing with in terms of rates themselves, uh, up and down, fixed versus variable? What sort of trends are you, are you guys noticing this year? Pretty steady. Um, we have a very competitive rate in the five-year fixed. So rates have been sub 3% for a long time in five-year fixed. Um, and now it's for a while been as low as 269 Wow, 2.69, yeah. A lot of people are, uh, a lot of my clients are always shocked that when, when they see the uh, some of the, inv- the interest rates I'm putting in investment models for different condos, and uh, they're shocked to find out when I tell them they're actually conservative rates, uh, and you can get lower in the market. So 2.69 is a, is a fairly easy five-year fixed rate to get right now. Yeah, and I, it, Again, starting to see more and more specialization depending on the circumstance. So um, 2.69 I know is available if you're putting less than 20% down, um, and it may be available as well if you're putting 20% or more because uh, lenders are finding it uh, less expensive if the client has to insure the mortgage. Right. So sometimes that's a little counterintuitive because you think, wait, I'm putting down more and my risk of default is less. But putting down less than 20% in Canada means you're forced to buy CMHC insurance. Right. Interesting. Um, And five-year variable, to comment on that, still lower than the five-year fixed at 2.1%, but the spread's not not as large as it has been in the past. Right. So when you have a narrow spread between fixed and variable, a lot of people will uh, obviously tend to go fixed. Yeah. And it depends. I mean, I bought in the spring and I decided to go five-year fixed and you know I've read all of the research on variable beats fixed 90% of the time Um, I think based on the small premium and my risk tolerance and the size of my mortgage at this stage of my life I was okay paying more to not think for five years right right why don't you tell us about a little bit about that because you're saying that uh, you just went through your first uh, buy experience you bought your first house in Toronto why don't you tell us about that and and how was that experience for you? It was an intense experience. Um, I was I was very excited. I kept pushing my husband to buy. Um, and then when we finally found ourselves in, ourselves in bidding wars, I think I was the one that was a little more stressed out. Um, but we bought a house on the east side of the city. Um, and it was our second bidding war. Our first one, we lost by quite a bit. Um, and... The second one, it was a fully gutted house, which worked well for us because my father-in-law was going to help us with a major renovation and is a professional in the industry. So when you say fully gutted, you mean it was literally a gutted, like there, somebody had ripped everything out and it was just an empty blank slate for you to come in? Yes. Um, and for us, you know, an interesting insight that I took away was that ended up being cheaper for us because there were a lot of houses that were finished that we'd look at and my father-in-law would say, okay, this has not been tubed, so as soon as we, if we want to take down any walls or start to do a reno, we're just going to have to gut it all and do it all anyway. Um, but other buyers would look at that with maybe less experience and just think, oh, we'll move in, maybe we'll tackle the kitchen slowly and we'll do other things. And they were underestimating the amount of work that would be required. And so they would bid a lot higher than we were willing to. The unique thing in our case was 
there was no question about the amount of work that had to be done. And so we found that other buyers appropriately assessed that as well, and we were able to get a more reasonable price. Nice. And I guess if, if the house is gutted, you could see exactly what you're getting and no surprises there. Were there any surprises once you started the renos? No surprises once we started the renos. Um, something, I mean, we'd waived financing when we made our offer, uh, and I didn't give enough thought to appraisal risk. Um, you know, when you're, when you're getting into big amounts and you want to, big house prices, and you want to put as much down as a percentage because it has implications on CMHC insurance, et cetera. Um, and, you know, you're up against all these bidders, and so you think, like, well, obviously this is the market price. You forget that an independent appraiser has to come in and also uh, confirm that they think that you didn't overpay for the house. And so that was that was one stressful thing that I was probably underprepared for. Right, right. <laughs> and I, don't, I mean, obviously with mortgages, you can get pre-approved and you can understand what you'll be able to afford when you're waiving financing. Um, but it's almost, it would almost, I wonder if there'll be some changes to legislation if this, you know, waiving financing happens, if you'll, if you'll actually be able to get an appraisal beforehand. Um, you know, now we're doing home inspections beforehand so you can waive home inspections. But I don't know how to get around the appraisal risk. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, did you look at buying a condo at all, or did you just jump right into uh, into looking for a home? We lo- we jumped right into a home, um, but I think that's just a personal decision. I grew up in Kingston, um, you know, a smaller community, bigger houses, and I've got sports equipment and a lot of stuff. Um, so for us, it was just a house right away. Nice. You have, could you picture yourself ever living in a condo? The odd time I see a stunning condo, and yes, um, I was at a party recently in the Toy Factory Lofts in a gorgeous two-and-a-half to three-bedroom, super high ceilings, open concept, um, and I love walking into places like that where I'm like, wow, I could love my life here, but I probably could never afford it. Right. <laughs> One of the things I think I'd like best, I'm not into yard work and maintenance, so I think that's definitely appealing with a condo. Absolutely, yeah. Um, now, you also have a new site that you're working on, uh, sort of a new business. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and what's coming uh, for fans of Raidhub, what's coming down the pipe, uh, what do you have next? So one of the next things we're launching is a credit card comparison feature. So it'll actually live on ratehub.ca, so the same domain, but it will be at a different URL, so slash credit cards. Um, and we actually purchased a credit card comparison site last November and have been working with that team to bring it to life um, on RateHub. So I think that the biggest thing there is there's so many different credit cards. They all have different point systems. The points are worth different amounts. You can earn them at different rates. And so we've attempted to compare credit cards apples to apples. Um, and we're really excited about it. We think that... You know, the same principles that made us successful on the mortgage side, making valuable tools for users, empowering them to make good decisions, educating them, um, we've carried those through on the credit card side. So we're really excited to see how the market takes to it. Absolutely. It's a very confusing sort of space, isn't it, with credit cards and, like you said, a million different point systems and calculations. And, if, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys come out with uh, 
because I'm wondering what credit card I should get. And <laughs> it's just so, there's so many options. You, everybody's got a different opinion. Oh, get this one, get that. This is the best deal. I'll get air miles, you know, get aeroplan miles, yeah. you know, and so on. And for everybody, it's a little bit different depending on, you know, who you travel with and how you earn points and what you want to use them for. Um, one of the individuals on our team who, you know, founded the site, the credit card comparison site originally, he has several different cards. And depending on, you know, if he's buying gas or groceries here, and he uses one card because it earns quadruple the points. If he's traveling, he'll use a different one. Um, and, you know, that, that level of optimization isn't for everybody, but I think you can definitely pick one card, make sure it's the best, and, and then go for it. Well, that's great. Alyssa, I want to thank you again so much for your, for your time today, for chatting with us. Um, if people want to find you, get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Ratehub.ca. I think on, my, on our website, if you visit the About Us section, my email address is there. Um, I have a Twitter profile, but I'm not incredibly acti- active on it, so email is probably the best. Great. Okay, well, sh- be sure to include a link to that on the show notes for this episode. And Alyssa, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, there you have it. That was my interview with Alyssa Richard. I hope you enjoyed that. For all the links to everything we talked about on this episode, including, of course, RateHub, um, well, it's pretty simple, ratehub.ca, but if you want to get a link to that, just head on over to the show notes, which is truecondos.com slash Alyssa, and you can find everything there. Once again, thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode that you've listened to on this podcast, I would appreciate a review if you want to head on over to uh, iTunes and leave a review for the show. It would be greatly appreciated. Okay, that's it for now, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.